Welcome to the White Light Channel. I am Jess Lee Williams, your spiritual life coach, energy worker, and creative. This podcast is about making the sacred simple. Connecting with ourselves on a deeper level and understanding spirituality in practical ways that can help us in our everyday life. Hello, incredible woman. Thank you for being here. I'm so, so happy to have you joining me. For another epic podcast, or if this is the first one you've ever come to, then I'm so grateful to have you here. Today, I thought I would put the call out on my Instagram and ask for you guys to interview me. Like, I want to make sure I'm answering the things that you guys want to hear, the things that you are curious about, whether it's personal life or spiritual concepts or whatever, whatever it might be. So I did an Instagram post last night, literally asking you to pop a question below. There was no silly question. Um, Like they say in school, if you're thinking it, somebody else is thinking it. And um, yeah, I got quite a few awesome questions. So I'm so, so grateful. Don't know that I'll get through all of them. Depends how deep I go with each one. But I haven't even planned any answers or anything. I literally have the questions in front of me. So I'm just going to read it out loud, um, mention who asked it, and then I'm just going to let it flow. I'm going to tune in, see what comes through, and trust that whatever I am called to say is going to be perfect because I know that I will walk away from this recording and think, oh, I should have added this, or I could have said that, or I could have worded this differently, or what if they take it that way and I could have said this, and I'm going to release myself of that right now. and just give myself the permission to know and trust that whatever comes through today is absolutely perfect. (sighs) First question from Steph. What is your favorite type of wisdom, not sure what the word is to encompass these things, to use in everyday life to get you through everything, astrology or numerology? Awesome, Steph. Thank you. Beautiful question. So day-to-day life would be more astrology than numerology. Numerology I find helpful for um, more of an overall life, um, whether it's about myself or things that, you know, I love to look at pinnacles in numerology, which is stages of our life. Um, You can get your personal year number for numerology, which gives you an insight into the personal year that you're in. So I find numerology helpful for bigger spans of time, just for me. But then I'd like to say, what is my favorite type of wisdom? I would have to say is my inner wisdom, my intuition, my gut. And something that mum likes to say is the more that we can get into these um, tools and, and studies around whether it's astrology and or human design, or numerology, or whatever it is, these are fantastic. And I love them because they so help us to understand ourselves on a deeper level and understand, um, embrace parts of ourselves that we might have held shame around, or discover why we are a certain way and how we can work with that. But it can also take us into our head, and out of our heart, and out of our Um, inner guidance because we're so up in our head trying to figure it all out or see how it all fits or find an answer and so I think there's definitely a balance I will tap into it as I feel called to 
But if it's taking me away from actually being able to trust myself, then for me, that's not really helping for my highest good. Does that make sense? It's like um, it can really help support me and knowing what the energies are, give me that um, reassurance or recognition that, yes, this is what I'm feeling and this could be why and this is how I can go deeper into that and what I can learn about myself in this. But at the end of the day, we get to tune into ourselves over and over and over again. So thank you for that beautiful question. The next one I have is from Chantel. What does your partner think of spirituality? Did he know you were spiritual as soon as you met? So good because I don't talk about my relationship much at all. My partner is uh, quite, like a, quite a private person. It's not something that I share much about. But in saying that, we got together nine or oh, over nine years ago now. We just had our nine-year anniversary. And so I am a very different person, not very different, but obviously I've grown a lot in that time. I've stepped a lot more into myself. I've learned about myself. I've done a whole shitload of personal growth in that time. And so I'm obviously not the same person I was nine years ago, 10 years ago. If I was, I would want all my money back for every single course or thing that I did. But I was actually reflecting on this the other day because, you know what, it hasn't, it hasn't mattered in the sense that it's not like I've gotten to a point of feeling like this relationship doesn't meet me where I'm at anymore, or it doesn't serve me, or I've outgrown you. None, you know, that just doesn't happen with us, which I'm so grateful for. He isn't on the same journey as I am in the sense of he's not into the same type of personal growth. He doesn't go to events or read books around personal growth. He's not a, um, he's not consciously a sp- spiritual person, but he is in the way that he is so loving. He is so supportive. He gives me freedom. He doesn't try and control me. He supports me in anything that I want to do. He trusts me. He is my my supportive rock along the whole way of me trying lots of different things and going and flitting around. He is the one who is like my rock. And so we don't need to be um, the most, like the words that's coming is like the most conscious tool in the shed. You know, we don't have to be the one doing all the courses and all the things in order to be a person who lives from our heart, who has awareness, who takes responsibility for ourselves you know all of these foundations around the things that I share or that we learn he just does it you know and it's funny because we mum and I actually took him to Crystal Castle years ago and they do aura photos there with um Kirlian photography and when they did his aura photo at the time his was just this rainbow it had all the colors it had this white above his head and we were like of course of course, of course it is. You know, it's he's just effortlessly such a guy, but also so sure of who he is. And I think that was one of the things, probably the thing that attracted me so much to him when we first met. I wasn't looking for anyone. I didn't, he wasn't like, normally I go for like dark hair, you know, and he just wasn't those sorts of things that I had been for in the past, thank God. <laughs> 
but I, the thing that attracted me so much to him was he's his own person and he doesn't apologize for that and he doesn't try and fit in any boxes and he is just so unapologetically him and I was like I love that about you because I want I, I just want that I want that energy in my life and we became best friends before anything else and I knew him pretty much inside out before I even started to develop feelings for him so we already had a really, really strong foundation before we went into a relationship. So he knew what my, you know, what my mum did. Um, I wasn't outwardly, I didn't talk a lot about spirituality, I don't think back then, but he knew who I was. I mean, he could feel it. Um, and yeah, it's been a really beautiful journey together and I'm, I'm so grateful for him. And a funny story, when we first met, I... I had met so many men because I was working in a place which was an action sports company doing design and I'd met so many men in that week or two that I started. But when I met him, this voice said to me, he's going to be your husband. And I dismissed it and I said, no, he's not. That's ridiculous. I pushed it to the side. And six months later, we had, uh, you know, we'd become best friends. I developed feelings for him and we started a relationship. And even though we're not married, we have a child together, which I think is even more of a commitment than being married. And so it was just one of those inner knowings, even though I didn't give it any recognition at the time for having the inner knowing, I was a designer and and I designed all of the point of sale for big retail stores. And he was the, he printed the point of sale and um, I designed the point of sale for the stores like City Beach and that. Um, and we would get them manufactured together in China and figure out how all that worked. And, yeah, so we, we worked closely together and developed our relationship and now we have a little boy. So very cool. Thank you for that beautiful question, Chantel. Okay, I have one here from Life's Soulful Journey. What is something you are working on at the moment to help improve your life? Mm. And you know what? Having this question has made me actually give myself recognition for all the ways I am showing up consistently because it's so easy to just do the things and keep going and and have the self-talk that we're still not doing enough. But actually giving myself an opportunity to stop and reflect, I'm like really proud of myself and I'm giving myself recognition to go, yeah, wow, you are showing up over and over. And I think for me, I was listening to something today, I think Kezia Lee was saying how with the work that we do, it means that we have to continually keep doing the work ourselves. We have to continually hold ourselves accountable and with integrity to never stop, you know, to keep showing up more and more and more, to break, going through our own barriers, to heal the stuff and learn and discover ways that we can still go deeper and, ri- and rise higher. And if we're not doing that, then how can we show up for anybody else? How can we expect anybody else to do the same? How can we show up for them in new ways if we're not doing the work? So honestly, me becoming a coach, healer, whatever you want to call it, I'm still not sure, has probably been one of the best things I could do for my own personal growth because it means I have to keep doing the work in a really loving way in a way that I want to do it that's why I do this work but it's like it just keeps holding me accountable to a new level so what is something that I'm working on at the moment to improve my life you know what the most simple thing that comes to mind is 
um, the house. <laughs> I feel like we've gotten into a new phase with Jet, our son. He is two and one month. And it's like all of a sudden he's sleeping better. He's I'm able to have a little bit of time in the morning before he wakes up, which means that I'm able to be getting myself ready before he gets up, which means I can show up on like Instagram before he's even out of bed. And somehow all of a sudden I'm being able to get on top of the house, which always felt so overwhelming. I would be trying to get on top of it. And then it just always felt like it just was too much. Whereas all of a sudden I'm like really have been putting this intention into each room. Okay, I want to declutter. I want to make it fresh. I want to make it intentional. And it's actually staying that way. (laughs) So for me, probably having the house, clearing out the house and having it, um, having all parts of the house, like how I would really love them to be and having appreciation for our home, because we put a lot of money every week into these things, right? It's, it's pretty much most of our income is going into this stuff that we're using every day, our home, our car, you know, all the things that we have and really making sure it sounds so, so simple, but I'm just being so intentional around it at the moment of really putting love and appreciation into all of those things that we already have and being so grateful for them and treating them with respect and treating the home with respect, making it beautiful. It's like we have a beautiful home and I'm going to enjoy it. And so it sounds so simple, but it has been great (laughs) because even as we've been clearing away the old, I feel like we're getting on top of other things that have been in our mind for a long time. A couple of other things I've been doing is really being intentional around how I'm showing up on social media. So I have been doing, I did some coaching with Angela Gallo. I am currently doing a four-week program called Glow Up to Blow Up, which is just really sparking me under the butt to keep showing up on social media, finding ways that it really works for me. So there are a couple of things that I am really focusing on at the moment and that are making a big difference in my life. But the other thing I've realized is that, especially with children, you know, as they say, everything is just a phase. And so for me, I would, I would look at other parents, other families that were on top of, it seemed like they were on top of it all, you know, the house and all of the stuff. But having a young child, I was already doing so much and every child is different. And so he would be waking all through the night. He was still breastfeeding. I was running a business, you know, all of the stuff. And yet I was still giving myself flack for not getting up early enough, not exercising, not getting myself ready in the morning before he would wake, not having the house perfect. And it's like, oh my gosh, we can't do and be everything. And so literally as his cycle is changing and he is sleeping better and he's playing more on his own, of course that means that other areas of life are going to change as well in that I can be more on top of the house. But I just want to send love to that version of myself that was beating herself up before because it's like, it's actually okay. You know, it's actually okay that the house isn't perfect whilst you're bringing up a one-year-old and you're trying to do all of the things and you're running a business and you've got clients and all of this stuff, like it's actually okay. And so as I say that, that yes, I feel like I'm getting on top of the house more, please don't take that as a, oh, that's what I should be doing. 
because actually tune into yourself and what's going on in your life right now and where do you need to give yourself a bit more slack and recognition for how you are already showing up before asking yourself where else you need to be putting attention because chances are you're probably already probably spread a little thin and so where can you if you feel like there's somewhere that you need to put more energy well first of all you've probably got to go and pull that energy from somewhere else where is the energy going that perhaps you need to pull it from before putting it into that place and making yourself otherwise it just makes you even more spread out I hope that makes sense again I'm just freeballing it today (laughs) um Let's see, what else have we got here? Danny, what was the most powerful thing or person that helped you move through social anxiety to who you are today? Amazing question. So for any of you who haven't followed me for more than two years, you might not know this about me, but I used to struggle really hard. It was really hard. I struggled a lot with social anxiety and in the sense that even showing up to meet up with friends, even one friend, I would feel very overwhelmed by it. I would sometimes have to take beta blocker medication. I would um, break out in sweats if the attention was turned on to me and it was something that I didn't feel comfortable talking about, which usually meant anything about myself. Um, Dinners with people, I you know, especially if there were, say, four of us at dinner, it was so overwhelming and I hated it because I felt like I was trapped there and I didn't know how the conversation was going to go. And in the moments that I felt like the conversation was coming to me, I would think of a million ways in my head to try and get out of it. Do I need a drink? Do I need to go to the toilet? Do I need to go to the bar? Like, how can I escape this situation if it becomes too hard? And you can imagine what that's like when you're so in your head trying to figure it all out all the time that you can never just be in the moment and enjoying it. And so that was a big, that was went on for a couple of years at least. And that was a big journey for me. And actually when I started really showing up online was around the time of me actually really sharing my truth around that and how I had started to come out the other side and so many women came to me with the same type of experiences, feeling like they were alone in it because it seems like everyone else has it all together, right? But we don't really know what's going on in someone's mind. So what was the most powerful thing? Um, You know what? There wasn't one powerful thing. It was a journey over time and it was taking three steps forward and one or two steps back and then just going forward again, and then going back again and going forward again. And it's just been a journey over and over of believing in myself. Um, I started listening to a lot of Tony Robbins in the beginning. And I think hearing from him that I could set a new standard for myself was liberating because I knew that I, I knew that those feelings were not me. So I think the biggest thing was my mindset around it because I always chose more for myself. I always had a vision and a feeling like there was more for me, that I didn't have to stay stuck in that place and I would not allow myself to be there forever. Yes, it was something I was going through and that was okay and I accepted it and I gave myself compassion. It was hard to accept. I did judge it as well. Um, But I knew that I wasn't going to stay there because I wouldn't let myself, you know. I wanted to keep growing and um, I knew that I would come out the other side. 
And so for me, I didn't want to attach it to who I was. I remember going to talk to someone about it and just saying, I don't want you to diagnose me. I don't want you to tell me that this is what I have or who I am because I know then that it will create an identity for me, which will be even harder to shake. So I really look back at that version of myself from like five years ago and give myself full love and recognition for the inner knowing I had around that and how um, confident I was, you know, in saying that to a psychologist. Um, I don't want, you know, like laying down the law, like this is what I want and this is what I don't want and this is what I know I need. And, you know, amazing. I'm applauding myself right now. Um, So I think for me the biggest thing has been to just keep choosing myself over and over and over again and choosing the vision and the feeling of where I'm moving towards because let me tell you it's not a straight journey and it never is growth and change it's like we we want it to be one straight line up but it's not it's squiggly and it turns and it goes back on itself and it's like confusing sometimes and it's up and it's down and so the more that we can just keep believing in ourselves over and over and over eventually we'll look back and go holy crap look how far I've come and that's all it's been it's been one choice after another little choice after another little choice after another to finally you just you do you look back and go wow look at that and I even had a moment the other day when I did a podcast interview I was being interviewed last week for a podcast episode which comes out today actually the same day as this podcast does And it was via Zoom, so I was being recorded on video as well and we were talking about energetic boundaries. I was fine, you know, and I thought about this afterwards. I was like, wow, I remember back to doing my first podcast interview with my friend Amber and I was so scared leading up to this interview. I was like, I don't know what questions she's going to ask me. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I don't have anything to say? It needed to be on the phone because I couldn't bear to be looked at. The whole time as I'm talking on this phone interview, I sound fine, but I'm sweating my ass off, like literally pouring with sweat because I was so like scared. And and then to realize a couple of, you know, last week that I just did that, you know, I just did that. I did that podcast interview. I wasn't worried about it. I just showed up. I answered the questions in the moment. She could see me on the video. I'm like, wow, look at the look at the change between that and that over three years or two years and what was the biggest thing that made that change it was all the little things in between and that's it it's all the little things in between where we just keep choosing ourselves we keep believing in ourselves over and over and over and over and we do the things that scare us and we find support in it and we find others who you know can support us on the journey too and it's yeah, it's the, the little things that we keep choosing for ourselves, jumping through our comfort zone over and over and over and over until it just becomes part of our life that we just do it. You know, we do what feels scary. And instead of it feeling like this huge thing, it's just part of who we are. I love to take risks. I love to step out of my comfort zone. But before it would have sparked an anxiety attack, but it's a muscle that has built over and over again. So, yeah, I think it's all the little things along the way. I'll do one more. Uh, Amy, when did you first start hearing 
feeling and communicating with your spirit guides? Awesome question. And I have no idea. (laughs) I would say when I was very young, um, and I would say that we all have when we were very young, babies can probably communicate and see their spirit guides better than we can. And um, it's just that we shut off from it as we grow older. So probably always. I remember my mum always being like, you know, talk to us for a car park, you know, all of these things. And she would always say the way that she would have conversations with her guides, she'd say, hey, guys, hey, guys. And so that kind of became my own language as well. And so I'm always having conversations with them, like through my whole life. It's just been like, hey, guys, um, what's an example? Um, If I can't find something, come on, guys, where's my phone, please? You know, come on. Oh, hey guys. Okay. I need to tune in. Like, can you please help me make this decision? Or it's just like a constant thing that I have going all the time. I'm always asking them for assistance. I always say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I feel like it's a constant conversation all the time. And as I'm going on this journey of opening up more and more psychically, it's evolving in new ways and it's becoming clearer and probably more in depth. But that connection has always been there. And I want to just say that everybody has that connection. And the more that we tune into it, the louder the guidance becomes. But we all have the ability to start the conversation at any time. We don't need to wait until some big booming voice comes in because it probably won't. We get to start the conversation. And so even sitting down journaling and when you journal, sit down and write a question like, what do I most need? Like, what do I need to hear today? And then just let the words flow. And you'll probably be amazed, especially if you just give yourself a moment beforehand to tune in and to just take a few deep breaths, even do a little meditation. And then just start writing with a question as a prompt. You'll probably be amazed at what will come through. It's just actually giving ourselves the opportunity to tune in and to really hear it. Because often we will hear things or we will know things, but we'll brush it aside. We'll think, oh, that's silly. Or, oh, I just made that up. Or I don't have time to sit down and do that. But imagine how much easier our life could be if we just gave ourselves that opportunity to tune in more often and how much more stillness and peace would probably have within us. So mm, I hope that you enjoyed those questions and answers and that there was some gold in there for you there were some other questions on there which were fantastic as well so I might even do another one of these at some point and come back to those so if you want to add a question onto that post on my Instagram it's the one where I am as I look at my Instagram all my pictures look the same at the moment but (laughs) I'm wearing a gray um, cardigan I'm sitting in the car and I'm smiling So yeah, if you want to add any questions on there, go for it and I can have a look at what comes through. Thank you so much for being here again. Please, if you got something out of this or any of the episodes, I'd be so grateful if you wanted to share it on your stories and then I can repost you as well. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. Sending you so much love. Bye-bye. Well, beautiful, that's today's episode. My hope is that you've reconnected with a part of yourself today or simply taken a moment just for you. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love to connect with you. You can probably see what I'm up to today over on my Instagram stories at Lee underscore Williams. And if you feel called to work together, all my private coaching and healing sessions as well as programs can be found on my website at jessleeonline.com. The light in me recognizes the light in you and you are so enough exactly as you are. Sending love beautiful and I look forward to connecting again soon.